0: La 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 Hello beautiful people. And welcome to MIDI the Podcast, a modern day podcast designed to answer all of your weird and wonderful pregnancy and postpartum questions. I'm your host, Monique Maitland, qualified midwife and nurse founder of the Midi Society, and someone who is about to become your personal in-pocket midwife and virtual best friend. The Midi Society is a community-based platform where we interview leading healthcare professionals, new mummers, and everyday people who share with us their experiences and reveal what they wish they knew before becoming a parent. So buckle up for this crazy and exciting ride. I'll be talking all things tits, bits, spew, and poo. All right, let's get started. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Training With Mates, your local supportive fitness community that strengthens health, performance, and lifestyle goals through expert coaching, fun, and mateship. Exercising whilst pregnant can be a little bit daunting, with most of us not knowing what we actually can and can't do. But with training with mates, active mum classes, personalised programs and extensive knowledge about safe exercise in pregnancy, they can help you best navigate staying fit and healthy during pregnancy and in the postpartum period. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of MIDI. Today is my educational episode, um, which I hope you are super excited for. The feedback from my last episode was really positive, so I'm very, very grateful that you all enjoyed it and I hope that, you know, that educational episode about the immediate post-birth period was super um, insightful for you and helped you prepare a little bit more for what to expect after your baby is born. Um, wow, what a crazy world we are living in at the moment. Hey, um, Melbourne have just come out of our strict lockdown with still some tough restrictions in place, but I am really grateful to be able to leave the house for more than, you know, just those four or five reasons. And I I mean, I'm very grateful I got to leave the house to go to work anyway. Um. But I'm most excited to be able to catch up with my friends and just have a little bit more of a routine in place I guess that's what I struggle with the most I do really thrive on routine and the lockdown really makes that quite hard for me to stick to a routine but anyway I'm very grateful to be out of lockdown and I'm also thinking of anyone else who is still in lockdown Um, it is so extremely tough at the moment for people especially in Sydney but also any small business owners it's really not great but just keep staying positive and do those little things like getting some fresh sunshine (laughs) getting some fresh air and some fresh sunshine not sure what that is but getting some sunshine that vitamin d or just moving your body in any way to make yourself feel that little bit better is going to help other than lockdown in melbourne what else is news for me um This is exciting but also sad at the same time. Um, I'm just about to finish my midwifery and start a nursing rotation for the next few months um, where I'm going to be looking after those little bubs in the NICU because, like I've said, I'm also a nurse as well as a midwife and I thought, what a great experience to learn a little bit more about those premature and sick babies in the nursery. So, I'm super excited for that and to be able to have I guess more time available to spend with the babies and their families I think often as a midwife especially in the postnatal ward you know we look after four women and four babies that's eight patients it's quite a lot and you I I, this is the one thing that I struggle the most with is being able to delegate my time equally to all the patients that I look after so I'm excited to just you know probably take a little step back and only having those four babies to look after um, and really focus on educating their families um, about everything that's going on which you all know I really love doing so I am very excited about that. Anyway, I think I should get back to what we are supposed to be doing and that is the important stuff, which is actually to educate you guys rather than me talking about myself. So in today's episode, we'll be talking all about when to come into the hospital to be monitored. In last week's episode with Nicola and Connor, if you haven't listened to it, go and give it a listen um, because we talked about how she came into the hospital to be monitored after her baby's movements had reduced um, which ultimately saved both her and her baby Scarlett's life. So I thought what would be more fitting than for me to help you identify when you need to come into the hospital to be monitored and this isn't about when you should come into the hospital when you're in early labour this is pretty much everything included in the antenatal period so when before your baby is born and before the labour Um, part so everything else. So when you are concerned with something in your pregnancy you'll usually call up your healthcare provider and give them a brief summary of what is going on and they will basically tell you whether or not to come into the hospital to be monitored or not. So I think I'll start by sharing how we actually monitor the baby. So when it comes to monitoring in pregnancy we use what we call a Cardiotography, um, or the term you will hear me say from now on is a CTG and I think I just gave it away why we call it a CTG because cardiotography co- <laughs> cardio is really, really difficult to say. <laughs> anyway, so... The CTG measures your baby's heart rate at the same time as it also monitors the contractions. It basically provides us with valuable information regarding the well-being of the baby. So there are multiple things midwives and doctors are looking for when a CTG is applied. Um, this is all a bit complex, but I will try and explain it as simply as I can. So basically when you come into the hospital, you um, If you've been monitored before, you'll bring your CTG straps in, but we strap these two little, um, they're like circular things that go onto your tummy and one measures the heart rate, like I said, and one measures the uterine activity. It then records both of these things on either a piece of paper or electronically, and that is what your healthcare professionals will keep looking at. The CTG tells us how well oxygenated your baby is and how it is coping in the uterus at that exact point of time. Uh, It allows us to have an overall clinical picture. So basically we look at what the monitor is showing us and we're able to put that into the context of why you have come in to be monitored in the first place. So we're looking for any signs of distress First of all, we look at the baby's heart rate. So is your baby's heart rate beating faster or slower than what is defined as the normal or is it within its normal limits? Then we are looking at the variability. So this refers to the different nervous systems that babies use, which will either increase or decrease their heart rate. So is there normal variability or is there not? This is basically the scribble which is printed on the monitor that if you ever go and get monitored, you will see. Um, anyway, moving along, then we look at accelerations. So can your baby actually accelerate its heart rate? And lastly, decelerations. Is your baby dropping its heart rate below its normal range for a long period of time? And if so, why is it doing this and how does it recover when it does this? This is basically what we look for. Now, this does not have to mean anything to you as the midwives and doctors will be the ones looking at the CTG, not you. But I guess they are just some terms to recognize because I believe having that little bit of knowledge is really helpful if you do find yourself getting monitored. Um, Usually a CTG can also only be used after 28 weeks of pregnancy or in midwifery terms, 28 weeks gestation. So prior to this gestation, we will auscultate the heart rate by a Doppler. So that's the thing that we use in your early pregnancy checks when you would come in um, to the antenatal clinic. So now that I've explained how we actually monitor the heart rate, I guess the main thing is, when should you come in to get monitored during pregnancy? And for me, The main thing that I see is decreased fetal movements. So let's talk a little bit about that. When you are pregnant, you start to recognize fetal movements by around 18 to 20 weeks gestation. So in saying this, some women may notice fetal movements as early as 16 weeks gestation and some women may also feel movements much later than 20 weeks gestation. So as your pregnancy progresses, you'll usually start to identify your baby's particular movement patterns. Um, In terms of what is a fetal movement, so this refers to any type of discrete kick, flutter, swish or roll. Um, And just like you, your baby is capable of physical movements, but it also does go through periods of both, both rest and sleep. Okay, so when should you come into hospital? You should come into the hospital to be monitored if you notice a significant reduction or sudden change in fetal movements, as this is an important clinical sign of a compromised baby. You will get to know your baby's movement patterns better than any single person and the way that their movements feel. So if you recognize a reduction in or feel no fetal movements or a change in the intensity of what your normal movements feel like, please, please, please contact your maternity unit, ASAP. Do not wait until the next day. Call your hospital as soon as you recognize this, as like I said, it can be a clinical sign for a compromised baby. Speaking on a midwife's behalf, I see women come in all the time with decreased movements and you know, nine out of 10 times, the monitor goes on and everything is completely fine. You know, you hear the fetal heart rate straight away, the movements return to normal and the woman is sent home. And you know what? I cannot tell you how many times that the woman says to me, I feel so silly for coming in in the first place. But do not feel that way because it doesn't take long, it's not hard for us to do and it's so much better for your own reassurance that everything is okay and plus we do not care, that's our job in the first place and yeah, we would much prefer you come in than not, and there to be different outcomes. Um, because, yeah, sometimes there are those instances where the monitor is telling us that we do have to have this baby sooner rather than later, and it was vital that you came into the hospital. So, basically, moral of the story, if you are concerned, please call the hospital and come and get monitored. You'll feel so much better for doing it. Okay, then here are the next few things that you should come into hospital for to be monitored so vaginal bleeding any bleeding with fresh blood loss in pregnancy is a concern so my mons take home tip is please 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 put a pad on and take a photo of the bleeding and keep the pad on so we can monitor any further blood loss sorry but also call the hospital and come in to get monitored Next is if you have a fever, chills or temperature, usually more than 37.8, specific I know, um, come in because we want to rule out any type of infection. Same thing again, any severe nausea or persistent vomiting, you're obviously going to be extremely dehydrated and we don't want that and that can obviously affect your baby. So please come in and get monitored but also we'll probably give you some IV fluids and nausea medication to help. Next thing is if you have a persistent headache that won't go away with any like Panadol or if you have got blurred vision or spots before your eyes and sharp pains or epigastric pain, please, please, please come and get monitored as they can be signs and symptoms of preeclampsia and we don't want that because babies can get compromised. So please come in and then also any pain in the abdomen with or without bleeding. I know there's so many things to come into hospital, but we're nearly there. Next thing would be pain or burning when you pass urine. Um, we want to exclude any UTI, so urinary tract infection. We also want to make you more comfortable um, and yeah, make sure there is no other infection going on. And then as well as that, if you're having irregular contractions at any time, please come in or tightenings in your tummy so that we just can rule out that you aren't in labor whether that's premature labor or labor itself and if you also notice that you have any sudden swelling on your face hands ankles or fingers or if you have persistent itchy skin also come in and then i guess the main thing that we also see is if you if you feel like your waters have broken or if you have any clear constant watery vaginal discharge please come in because we want to make sure that your membranes haven't broken um, because if they have and you just keep going on, then that's when your baby can get an infection and that is what we do not want. And then last but not least, if you have had any trauma such as an assault or car accident or a serious fall, please come in to be monitored because we want to make sure that both you and your baby are okay. And that concludes today's episode. Um, I hope that you found that somewhat engaging and entertaining and got some useful tips and education to identify when you should come into the hospital to be monitored. I guess my main take-home tip would be to never feel silly for calling your hospital or for coming in because, like I said, we do not care and We're here to support both you and your baby and make sure you're as healthy and happy as each other. So that's it from me. I hope you have a great rest of your week. I will speak to you in two weeks' time with more educational episodes. Um, But yes, stay safe, stay positive and keep smiling. It's tough at the moment but we can get through this all together. Check in on your friends, check in on the person down the street. Um, spread the love and yeah i'll speak with you guys soon bye thank you for listening to today's episode of midi your support means the absolute world to me so if you loved this episode and want to stay up to date with the latest interviews and midwifery education please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review for further information about this episode please check the show notes below if you wish to share your pregnancy and motherhood experience, you can get in touch with me by emailing hello at the and find us on Instagram at at the Midi Society or at Monique underscore Maitland. I cannot wait for you to join me next week. I'll be talking all things flapchat. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing week and remember you're doing the best you can.